want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Good day, my friends. Today's episode is so fun. I had such a good time recording it with my friend, Emily Ahrens. She is mm, like the most sought after intuitive healer for female empire builders, maybe all over the internet. She is uh, best known for getting her clients out of overwhelm and burnout and unlocking the wisdom within to create business and soul alignment. And that is what this episode is all about. We dig into the tools for alignment. For two decades, Emily has been practicing healing work directly with powerful visionaries and teaching them how to tap into their intuition to activate quantum growth in their business. And she's just so much fun. She is the real deal, you all. She is the creator of the Angels in Your Biz Oracle Card Deck and Aligned and Unstoppable Personal Journal and is the host of her own podcast that I've been a guest on, Aligned and Unstoppable. So without further ado, this episode is so fun with Emily Ahrens. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Okay, my friends, welcome back to the Nick Demas Show. I have a wonderful guest for you today, somebody who I met through a mutual friend, kind of like hooked us up. And I realized we've never actually met in person, but I feel like I know her. I know you so well from obviously conversations we've had, but also just, you know how we follow each other online and then we think we know the person in a way. I kind of feel that way about you, but I think I actually do know you because you are who you actually are. So yes. welcome to the show, Emily Aarons. Thank you, Nick. It's it's good to be here. And the feeling is completely mutual. And, you know, it's it's like that kindred spirit, that soulmate connection where like, oh yeah, I remember you. We know each other. And it becomes really awkward when you finally do meet in person and you're like, wait, this is the first time we're hugging? This is bullshit. <laughs> but it's true. Like, we feel like we know each other. And I feel the same way about you. It's like, oh yeah, that's my buddy Nick. When I, when I actually met the person who introduced us, Jen Casey, in person, who's been a guest on the podcast before, when I met her in person, I was like, you are so small. She's like so teeny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I did not expect that because I'd only seen her from the waist up. Yes. And I get that exact same thing. Basically 100% of the time when people meet me from my internet personality, because I'm only 5'2". And Jen is maybe Whoa. an inch, maybe she's an inch shorter than me. I don't know. We're we're pretty close. I'm very, I'm fun size. Yeah, you're, 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 you're fun size. You're pocket size. That's what we yeah. call it. Like in the gay world, we call it pocket gays. Yeah. Pocket gay. Well, you're not gay. <laughs> well, next life. Next life. <laughs> next life. Maybe in the next one. Fine. But speaking of next life, okay. The reason that I wanted to have you on 
is because we do share so much in common in the way, like you said, kindred spirits here, in the way in which we view business. I know that from following you, from your community, from seeing the work that you put out there. And it all kind of comes back to spirit. It comes back to leading with integrity, because I think you're a very integrous person, leading with heart and leading with your intuition, or I guess heart is intuition in a way. Yeah. How do you view that? How do you view that in your business of putting yourself out there with integrity and with heart? Yeah, well, I think that's 100% everything that I do. I mean, if it doesn't feel good, I don't do it. And I was on a podcast last week. And when I said that, she was almost like, like, you know, it was one of those moments for her, you could really see her whole face react. But I was like, no, really, I I don't do anything unless I absolutely 100% want to do it. And that's how I run my business. And that is how we show up in integrity, because you're not saying one thing and doing another. And I've had the compliment after they tell me I'm little, then in person, they say, you're literally just like you are on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I have one speed. That's all I have 100% of the time. What you see is what you get. You either like it or you don't. And that's okay. But when you use your intuition, you are following your heart. You know, we drop out of our headspace of overthinking and all the ideas and we drop down into our heart space. And when we're in our heart space, we're doing everything. Our heart chakra is about where you give and receive unconditional love. So like, even as I say that, I feel like all the fuzzies and think about if somebody were to tell you about their program from a like logistical deliverables kind of place versus how much they care about you and deeply love you and want to do what's best for you. And also being able to say, you don't have to, this might not be right for you. That's okay too. And really truly mean that. Cause I feel like a lot of times with sales, especially, and I love sales. You wouldn't think that for somebody who's so heart centered, but I, this is why I love it because I am so heart centered is when, when I'm telling you about something, I'm not telling you so I can just sell you into the thing because if it's in alignment with you and it's in your highest and best interest to do it, it's going to be a yes, whether I say do it or don't do it. And I found I'm watching, I'm seeing it happen slowly, but surely I'm seeing the breakdown of that. The old manipulative ways start to begin to fall off. And those of us that have been doing it this way for a while, we're like, okay, yeah, come on, come join us. The water's warm. This is the welcome. way to do it. Welcome. Welcome. welcome yeah. to, you know, five years ago, we, we were doing it, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's that interesting thing of it, that old thing doesn't work. No. Manipulation. And- False sense of urgency, all of that stuff. It no, it, it never really worked. It didn't right. work for my crowd. It didn't work for no. my crew. It didn't work for my community. Yeah, same with me. And those paradigms have died. They've yeah. they've shifted. They've changed. And also, you know, if you're a Facebook ads person, you know, when iOS changed for Mac users and they stopped allowing Facebook ads to track your every breath, it changed how you ran ads because those same people who were like push, push, push with pain, lead with your ads, like, and all these false promises. And it felt a little bit like you were being taken advantage of. And it was like the sleight of hand. You're like, I'm going to sell you on this, but I'm going to give you this. And it's funny because at the time, like four years ago, I was in these really high level mastermind and I was the the only one in the room. And I was like, excuse me, (laughs) but also why are you doing it? Like, cause it just doesn't feel really good. And everyone would be like, like 
it would be like a record scratch. It was like audible that everyone was like, what the hell is she saying? She's obvious she doesn't belong here. And I really didn't, but now they're catching up to me, damn it. (laughs) Right. You were just ahead of the curve. Let's just be honest. You were, you know, you were coming from a place of heart and integrity and not of, well, this is how it's supposed to be done. Right. This is the way or because that that's one of the things that drives me the the most crazy is when they say this is the way, even though this is called the Nick Demas show, the way. Right. There is no the way. There's the way that's in alignment with you, your heart and your community. But for anybody out there who's like, okay, this is all really great in theory. And Emily, I'm so with you. How do I implement this? Like, how do I know? How can I trust? Yeah. And I, I love, this is the perfect question. Cause I'm like, I should probably back the truck up a little bit because the, the way that I got to this point and trusting in my intuition to lead the way and to make all my business decisions, whether it is doing a program or hiring a team member or whatever it is, the reason why I'm so convicted And this is why everything in my life is centered on using my intuition is because when I started to shift my business, so I've been an energy healer for over 20 years and 15 of the 20 years, I had this beautiful broke healer crown and I wore that crown and I just was like the discount queen. And I was just like, Hey, everybody, would you like this amazing service? Wait, wait, wait. 30% 30% off though. And then like, that's what I did. And like, I can laugh about it now and yeah. be like, ha ha ha. This is, these are all these like broke healer things that I used to do. And I realized now in hindsight that I had to go through those broke healer things and discount myself and price myself off my competition and literally do exactly what everyone else did so that I could finally stop because it wasn't working. And when I realized it wasn't working, I basically just took everything that I had been taught and threw it away. Not entirely like you're dead to me, but like, okay, you're giving me your 10 step model to make six figures or whatever the hell is that you're selling me six figures in six days. Like, you know, this crap that they would do. And, and you're like, wait, it's seven days. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I didn't do it right. But what we realize is that Every, like how that guy got to his six figures in six days was exactly perfect for his life path, but we are on a different life path. And it doesn't mean that I'm bad or I'm a loser. I suck or nobody wants my thing because it took me longer or I went in a different route. It's my life path. And so a lot of times people reach out to me like, am I on the right path? Like, well, you are breathing today. So like, yay, you are doing it. But we think it's like an illusion. I think that's somewhere we got sold on this illusion that we could somehow be off of the path and we weren't always plugged into our GPS. And some people call it like they call it the giant pussy in the sky, but you could call it whatever you want. GPS, call it your your phone GPS, right? But sorry, if you have to believe that. I'm like, can I see this? No, we swear here. You're good. Great. Great. (laughs) Right. Of course. So I threw out other people's models and I was just praying, like, come on, like, there's got to be a better way. And I feel like prayer is asking, meditation is listening. And so my prayers went out and what came back to me, what? What was it? You just do this shock face. The book, the, yes? the, the Julia Cameron book. Do you know that my quote in there is what you just said? <laughs> prayer is asking. Meditation is listening in the book oh my gosh you like the best the best this is awesome and that's it 
I, yeah, I didn't write this. It's just, it is. So the, the, the point is that when it started coming back to me of what to do next, it came back in meditation. It came back in clear answers. And I started asking better questions and I started getting clearer answers and it just kept snowballing. And so the way that you use it every day in your day-to-day life, your business, is you have to actually get quiet. You have to stop with the busyness that keeps us like going from one thing to the next and on like social media and over here and like all my notifications are going up. I got to answer them is actually giving yourself the space to breathe, to feel, drop into your body, feel what's going on with your body because we're so used to seeing like, you know, first of all, nobody knows what alignment is until you've gotten there. That's, that's like the, the easiest way I can explain it. Like we see people who like seem to have, like, they're not working as many hours. They seem generally pretty happy with life and things seem to be working out and they, you know, like themselves. And then you look at yourself and you're like, well, that's not right. Da, 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 da. And you're, you're so busy. So the way that we get into that place is we give ourselves the space to create it in the first place. And for me, I'm, as spiritual as I am, I'm highly competitive. And so for me, I started using an app to track every day of meditation. And so I didn't want to break the streak just because I'm so competitive. And <laughs> I guess that worked out for me. But but having a daily meditation and counting it as little as like one minute a day, that started me on this trajectory of just making a habit of deeply breathing, of connecting, of listening. And, you know, there are people who I know really struggle with meditation because they can't turn their brain off or they can't be in silence or have a blank screen. And that's not even the point. It's just really being present. And so like my husband is a farmer, so he goes outside in the garden and you, he loses all track of space and time and maybe dimensions. I don't know, but (laughs) But he's present and he's with his breath and he's with the earth. Some people love to cook or exercise or sing or whatever it is that you do that just brings you here in the present moment. And what that also does, it starts, my, my, my body's already responding. It activates your entire physiology, your body, your energy, everything in your body starts to light up and you become aligned. You feel good. You feel present. That's what that does for you. So this is my permission slip to anybody who might need it to just call whatever it is meditation and just do it. Yeah. We, you know, we call it a practice in in my community, in my space, a sadhana and sadhana means in loosely can be translated as song of the self. And the idea of that practice doesn't, doesn't make perfect practice brings alignment. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think too, is, we're used to, I was saying before we started recording is that we're used to seeing these beautiful little Buddha people in the lo- sitting down in the lotus position and crisscross applesauce. And they have this beautiful rainbow system of chakras over their body or kind of imprinted over their body. And we think, oh, that's what the chakras look like. That's what I just look like until life happens around you and to you. And, you know, you get like, I got a random bill from the IRS that was like, you didn't pay. I was like, yes, I did. And I had to go like, sort it out. You know, like, that's not me. You know, and you have to like, deal with life at the same time. And you have like, I just said, my 
we have kids that don't have childcare and you throw like, I don't know, all kinds of stuff at your system. And it doesn't look like that perfect little rainbow system anymore. Then you have a client who's decided to, you know, default on their payments. Then you have somebody who's ripping off your work word for word. You know, like there's so, there's just so much stuff that happens, especially as entrepreneurs, but just being a human, we're doing this human thing or renting this skin sack and we're trying to go through life as best as we can. And so to stay in alignment is like a full-time job, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And I find it to be an act of surrender. Yeah. Having, you know, there's that old saying, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, there are those days where you just be, it is what it is. Yeah. This, this is it today. This is, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And I have to be okay with that. Yes. Yeah. Not have to, I get to be. Yeah, you do. But I get to be okay with being where I am right now because yeah, that tax bill is stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, I've already paid it. Yes. Why, why is this happening? <laughs> Rather than why is this happening to me? Yeah. You know, it goes back to that, what is this happening for me? Yeah. What can I learn? And can I, can I breathe through it? Can I pause, yeah. take a deep breath and move through this uncomfortable feeling that's happening within me, mm. which then by merely taking that breath, by really reconnecting, I'm coming back into alignment. Yeah. And the breath sends more oxygen into your brain. So you're probably already thinking more clearly than you were two seconds ago. Totally. It's all working for you. And, you know, this is the thing, like, life is always going to be happening. And I don't live on a perfect lotus flower, nor do I ever pretend to on the internet. You know, I, I have two crazy little boys. We have a farm. We have a puppy. We've got so much stuff that's, like, constantly going on. And it is about finding that surrender and finding those moments. And eventually what happens is those little moments – that were just like a little blip in your day. It's like becomes more centered in your day. And those yeah. moments become moments, become moments, become moments. And it turns into that like life that you're like, wow, I feel pretty great. Even though like stuff is happening. It's not that you live in a bubble. You're just able to navigate it. And I feel like that's, that's that non-reactive thing, right? Eventually mm -hmm. you become non-reactive because you, you train the system in a way to stay in alignment. Yeah. You train it to become non-reactive to what happens around you. Yes. I love that. And, and I think that's part of the tools that I teach is meditation is certainly one of them. Yeah. Having regular energy healings and being that is your normal to help you understand like this is normal. And so when one foot goes a little bit this way, that way, you know, in a second, like you're a little off. And so he, what are some things that I can do? Okay. For me, nature, 100% every single day, nature brings me right back to myself. I am a tree hugger, proud of it. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, being out in nature is so therapeutic for us. And, you know, it's really cold up here in New England right now. There have been some many, many days below freezing, which is like actually unsafe to be outside. <laughs> it's that those days is when I sit in the window and I'm just like, oh, and I'm getting like light codes through the window. Like, yes. And this, my friend, is why I now live in California. Right? <laughs> right? No more, New England. No more winter. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Check. But this is it. Being outside in nature is definitely a big part of it. Eating foods that are yeah. nourishing to my system and I don't mean eat a salad and drink a green smoothie and eat vegan every day. I mean, 
whatever my body says, this feels good to me today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this weird balance I play with myself, right? Like, yes, do I want to eat a healthy diet? Yes. But also there are those days where I'm like, I want the friggin' donut. Yeah. So I'm having the friggin' donut. Yeah. Right? Rather than depriving myself and like almost creating this sort of shadow unhealthy version of myself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just give myself a little, give myself a little bit of that pleasure. Totally. It never needs to be an all or nothing. Right. No. And I think that we sometimes get into this weird space, headspace around, particularly around food, but in general around our spirituality or around our intuitive ability or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, I think people are so, I think especially women, because we're always taught to be like on a diet and like being so thin and this like mm. culture around us to, to be a certain way. And I think once you can break out of those paradigms and just give yourself permission to eat whatever the heck you want, what you find is like, there might be a part of you that's like going totally bananas. It's like, I'm going to just like, like eat donuts all day. But then you kind of feel like crap. Right. And then you're like, okay, let's like get that equilibrium back. And you find that like, you don't really truly crave it as much as you would think. You don't. It's like rare, actually, yeah. when you begin to sort of recalibrate your system, because what what is food? It's energy. It's prana, right? Mm. And so when you are feeding yourself with positive, energetic food, nourishing food, you begin to feel better. When you feel better, you then want it. Right. Right. That's the irony, right? Yes. And so, yes, every now and again, you may say, ooh, that, I want to try that. And usually what happens is I give myself that donut, that yeah. friggin' donut yeah. that I've been so desperate for. I have a bite, and I'm like, oh, Okay. I didn't really need that. Yeah. <laughs> not right. as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I am full of like spit things out because I'm like, this is not what I wanted. This is not, no. And it's like, you know what? Life, like I also think like life is too short for burnt toast or like that, yeah. that donut that isn't quite doing it for you. Like, I agree. No. If it's, if it's like, if it's like a kind of crappy, shitty donut. I'm like, nope, not having it. I might have a bite, like you said, and be like, nope, not, yeah. it's not, A, it's not worth the calories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And B, what am I filling myself with? I, it needs to be prime. Yes. Like, it needs to be, like, the best of the best. Yeah. And, I mean, I think this is part of alignment. You know, our higher self is always yeah. giving us directives of, like, here's how to live your best life ever. And then if you listen to that higher self and you do those things, it's like a little checkbox every day. You got, like, maybe a dozen of them. Not too much. Not crazy. Yeah. So you said meditation. Mm -hmm. You said being in nature. Yep. Food, feeding yourself. Yeah, nourishing, hydration. Nourishing. Like, yeah. seriously, hydration. And I'm not, like, a crazy water person that has, like, spring water shipped to me with, like, magical ion. I don't know. I don't do that. Like, I'm not, like, that crazy. I did hear a podcast the other day, and I was like, that is aggressive. Like, some serious <laughs> water situation. And I'm like, maybe one day. Not today. Truth be told, I could drink more water because as I'm sitting here right now, now granted it's morning here. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. I'm having coffee yeah which of course is not necessarily the best but you know also delicious. I enjoy it it is delicious I did recently so here's the thing like my the little voices in my head lead me to making different decisions and one of them was around using more plant medicine and I'm not talking about like CBD every day or like whatever it it I mean, was really talking like ayahuasca not even like literally even. just plants like mushrooms to be specific oh, okay. and not even like psychedelic mushrooms but just like mushrooms in general and plants as medicine because as we know in the energy world like 
food is medicine, but, but actual plants. And so I was being really drawn to learn more about mushrooms. And I saw that documentary finally, it's called fantastic fungi. And once I watched that, it was really enlightening for me. And also maybe a little bit before that, my past dog was a little bit sick. So I was learning a bit more about Chinese herbs and medicine. And they're talking about different herbs for your dog as they get old and like a bazillion different mushrooms. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And so then I saw, you know, that documentary and things are kind of clicking for me. So then I was like researching mushroom coffees because I love coffee, like drink it black. I love coffee. And I was starting to play with them. And so I did find one that I do really like. And I, today, funny enough, was my first day with a hundred percent, just the coffee alternative that's made of mushrooms. And I felt really good. So it helps you from a different standpoint. So instead of our regular coffee, like hit, it's a little bit more subtle, but then there's also all this like brain magical things that happen at the same time. And so I didn't totally do away with my coffee until like literally today, but I'll probably still drink coffee. You know, it's not like the worst thing, but so yeah, nature, hydration, foods that feel nourishing, meditation, whatever that means for you for whatever, however long feels good for you. I like to add in alone time because, yeah, you know, I, I need it for me. Like that's, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert. I'm kind of on that line of introvert, extrovert, but, but for me, and I think for everybody, we do need some time to recharge our batteries without anybody else around us. Yeah. People think of me as extrovert, but I actually really need time alone like desperately need my alone time to recharge those batteries so that I can be extroverted yeah. so that I can go out and be the kooky, crazy guy that I am. Right. Like that time is precious. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. And it, you know, there's like other fancier things that we can add into our daily routine or weekly routine for self-love and self-care, mm-hmm. definitely like self-pleasure practices, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it could be also like a nice cup of tea that you treat yourself to. It could be a beautiful bath that you sit in. Epsom salt, I feel, is magic. And so when we take Epsom salt baths, it balances our energy in our body. And it does something with the positive and negative ions. I'm not a science person, but if there's one listening, please help me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, oh, oh, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I do love a good Epsom salt bath. Yeah. I really, really do. Especially when I'm feeling depleted, mm. especially when I'm feeling maybe, particularly when I'm working with clients and I'm feeling overload, mm. which is, you know, of course, lessened over time. I've gotten much better at protecting my energy and learning how to conserve energy and, and draw it. But even if I'm feeling depleted in any way, she performed from that or just from my life in general, like you're saying, when the tax mm. bill comes and the kid, and the, I don't have a kid, but I'm just imagining, imagine if I had a kid, um, you know, but I can go in and I'm pointing over there. Like you, yeah. like you all know where my is. bathroom is, yeah. you know, I'm right, right back over there. And it's really, really helpful. Yeah. I remember some, one of my clients years ago was a sciencey kind of gal. She was a naturopathic doctor or mm. is, uh, she still is, <laughs> but she was telling me about something around the absorption of magnesium from the bath because it's Epsom salt, so it's magnesium, but somehow helping that magnesium in your body absorb other nutrients like calcium and I don't know, but uh, any case, but it's just good. Feel, you just feel good after, period. Yeah. <laughs> you just feel yeah. good. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, all of your list there is like so right on. And for me, I think the nature one maybe is a slight replacement for me mm. is creative play. Yes. I'm all about creative play. And it really gives me so much energy and connects me to my, I think because I'm a little artist boy, a little yeah. artist child at heart, yeah. it connects me to that yes. like, creative play every day. Love it. Every day. What are some of your go-to creative play things? Okay. It could be dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. You know, art. Yes. Art is a really big creative, and it, and it doesn't necessarily need to be something big painting for a wall. It could be literally crayons and construction paper. That to me is like so fun. I get the scissors and I get the glue and I like, I like play. And I just think it's just so, sometimes it's going on what, speaking of Julia Cameron, what Julia Cameron calls an artist date, Mm -hmm. where you go out and you just treat yourself out somewhere. It might be like going to Target and going down the aisles of Target, particularly in the like, you know, where like the crayons are and the the craft aisle. Yeah, the craft. I'm like going down the craft aisle and like filling my cart with stickers. And I mean, I'm like a kid in that sense. I am the same way. Like I'm, I'll be like, take my kids to Michael's craft store. Like, let's get paints. And they're like, yes, they know exactly what it means. And then they'll be like, can we get masks? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, I, it's like, it's very hard for me to edit my shopping cart at places like that because I too, I mean, I don't do glitter for the most part because in my house, it could be oh, yeah. crazy. Well, I, I have found glitter in my bed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Who hasn't really? <laughs> Who hasn't? Um, so I know that people are like, okay, this is all really great. These are really great ways to connect with yourself. But what the F does this have to do with my business? Yeah, everything. Everything, because when we understand our own alignment and we can understand how to manage ourselves, then it becomes a lot easier to listen to those hell yeses and the hell no's. And when we're plugging in, we're playing, our creative juices are flowing, we're feeling so, so good. Do you know how attractive that is to people who want to work with you? Like, it is amazing. And so it doesn't matter. Like there are definitely people who we've all seen on the internet. They like throw a bunch of makeup and they do their hair up and you're like, you look good, but like, I can't watch you. I can't hear a word you're saying like something. It's like, it's repulsive. And it's, I don't, I'm going to unfollow you too. Cause I can't even stand looking at you right now. And like inside of you, there's that, eh, that it, it, you feel like old repulsed. And so in a way it does the opposite. It makes you super attractive to your soulmate clients. It helps you to pull them in because you're already connecting with them, doing some of these creative movement practices, dancing, being outside in nature, taking a bath, eating foods that feel nourished. When you're taking care of yourself and you're putting yourself first, you start to understand how subtle sometimes ideas will pop into your mind because they're coming from a higher place. And you might be like, oh, I've never done that. And then your thoughts start to kind of, ooh, well, we could do that. And all I'd have to, and you start to think about it. It starts to digest. It starts to come into fruition, starts to manifest as this like next program, this next offer. It might be killing off some of your old programs that like just feel heavy and gross. And then when you do, you go, oh my gosh, I can breathe again. I feel so light. And when you feel so light and feel so good, again, you magnetize those right people into your business. So when you're taking care of yourself, and you're in alignment, and you're listening to your inner child, and you're listening to your higher self, 
those will always direct you towards the best possible thing for you and for your customers as well. And it doesn't take hard work. It doesn't take more time necessarily, but we get into these systems, these programs where we think we have to work hard to make money. And when you start to actually heal yourself and do that inner work on yourself, you realize you don't have to work harder to make more money. You can make money in your sleep. You can make money easily, joyfully, with love. And it starts to change the way you show up, the way you deliver your words. And ultimately, everything in your business starts to get into that click, that aligned place. Yeah, because ultimately what happens is, you know, speaking of the chakras, right, Mm -hmm. we've created this open channel, this clarity within so that all of the downloads can come in with ease. And then you can also give back out with ease, right? This this sort of open openness that by using all of these tools and techniques that you talked about today offer us this great opportunity ultimately, Mm -hmm. to be of service to ourselves and others. Absolutely. Because ultimately we're number one. So we can take care of ourselves, allowing that energy to come through us. Then we can give from that whole place, that place of alignment. And oftentimes when we are blocked in specific chakras, it actually stops that creative process. Mm -hmm. It stops that manifestation process. It stops Mm -hmm. that financial wealth attraction process because it literally gets like clogged in the drain. Like if you think about your system as this, like you mentioned, I'm glad you said that because it is, it's like this tube of this energy that goes right down your system and it can't go all the way to the bottom if there's a clog in the middle or if it does, it's like a little trickle versus like, like a a hose of energy going through, if that makes sense. And so I would imagine that you have a lot of heart-centered folks who listen to your podcast. And so if the heart chakra is blocked, if it's overly expanded, if you're overgiving, if you're not setting boundaries for yourself, I mean, these are just like a handful off the top of my head. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I've never done any of those things. All the listeners are like, she is calling me out? What the hell? Calling me out today. (laughs) These are all things that happen when we have when we've overextended ourselves, if we've not created boundaries, if we've not nurturing ourselves, if we're over giving, like it, let's say we have a client that's a half an hour session and we go for an hour, we're out of integrity and we're blowing out our heart chakra at the same time. You know, there's all these things that could happen. So if your heart chakra is blown out, then it's that energy is going to come down from the crown chakra from heaven. It's going to go into your third eye where your, your intuition is, your brain starts to kind of churn. You've got ideas coming through you. You go down into the throat chakra where you can speak your truth. This is also throat chakra is about visibility. So for those folks who are like, I'm too afraid to be on the internet, or I don't know why I sound like that. I'm too afraid to be on the internet or to have a podcast or just show up on social media or sell my programs. Like there could be a block right there in your throat chakra down to heart. So if we're blown on a heart, that's where we're getting stuck. So it's never that idea is never going to process down into our third chakra was about trusting our gut, about willing, putting our will into the world and then going down below that. That's our creative center, our second chakra, our creative center. So then like the, the ideas could fall flat and you're like, I just don't know how to get this out there. I don't know. What is that guy doing? And you're like looking outside of yourself for all the answers versus going within. And so you're my, you might be trying to match up what somebody else is doing to how you could make it yourself fit into their model, which ultimately is their model, doesn't really work for you and your customers. 
And it doesn't really f- wait, but I thought it was the best way. Yeah, it's the way for six figures in six days. No, six hours. Sorry. Update. Six hours. <laughs> six figures, six hours. <laughs> and then it's never going to go down into face chakra. It was about safety, security, and finances. And so we see how like this really simplistic system of energy moving down our system when we have a block or when it gets stuck or overproductive or underproductive, it can jam up the whole thing. And especially for, you know, my community, which tends to be healers, mm-hmm. mystics, artists, entrepreneurs. We have this very open upper chakra system, yeah. right? Like we're so like, we're able to receive, 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 receive. And then we're like, like you were saying, like this, this sort of blockage happens in the lower chakras yeah. and we're unable to manifest yeah. consequently. Yeah. And so really, like you said, going through this system and really examining it could be really, really, really helpful for people. So helpful. And simple things that can open up your lower chakras are things like you're already doing dance, right? Moving your body, moving yeah. your hips. Like it literally is opening up your lower chakras, Yeah. you know, moving. So I didn't mention moving my body every day. So that doesn't mean I have to run nine miles, that means move your body. So if move my body today means yoga and Pilates, that's what move my body is. If move my body is go for a more an athletic walk or lifting weights, like that's what move my body is that day. But yeah. that movement, again, I do everything kind of obviously intuitively, whatever my body wants, my body gets. But moving your body is also so intentional. It's like, I want to open up all of my channels so that I can allow stuff to come through me and really produce my highest and best work each and every day. I love that. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Love it. One final question for you. And because I hear this a lot from people, a lot, mm-hmm. like how I'm pivoting my business. I'm pivoting. I'm in a pivot. I'm in a pivot. I'm in a pivot. I'm like, I always say kickball change with jazz hands pivot, you know, like <laughs> because people are constantly pivoting their business, particularly it has yeah. been in the last two years. It's been a big buzzword because in the last couple of years, no matter what kind of business you've had, you've been pivoting. Yeah. How do you stay in alignment? You're like, oh, I'm doing all the things, but now I'm completely sort of changing where the alignment is. Yeah. How do we navigate that? Such a good question. I literally just did a whole podcast on this, but I will break it down for you listeners, like real succinctly. So I've recently gone through a pivot and I changed my entire business model. Really? Which, Yeah. Yes. I need to hear about this. Another time. All of that. All of that. So I have basically run group programs since I've been an online business. Yeah. So I've been online for about five years. And all of those years, I have had a group program, group coaching program. And I have just stopped all of my group programs. And I'm solely focusing on my one membership. Okay. And that's the healing. You get healing meditations every month. And so... That took a lot to pivot because I was actually in the moment where I realized like it wasn't feeling good was exactly like the first day of a launch. (laughs) And so I had, (laughs) I was like, let me publicly do this. Cool. Great. But I had to do that so that I could show people what it looked like. And so I could talk about it because usually these shifts and changes and Everything happens behind the scenes. We don't often get to see what that looks like when someone's in it. I love that you were that vulnerable. Oh, I had no other. 
so what I, what happened was I realized this is not working. This, I don't want to do this. I had 900 people sign up for an email list growth challenge because here's the problem. I'm an archetype. I'm a teacher. And so I literally could teach anything, yeah. but I shouldn't teach everything. I get you. So like just things I work on. So when I, we put it, we put it together, right? <laughs> just cause I can, doesn't mean I should. <laughs> yes. So I, I put it together. My team and I had been working on it for weeks to, you know, get all it go and 900 people sign up day one. I present the first class and I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> this does not feel good. And I spoke to my team about it for a few days. And ultimately I said, I don't want to do this challenge. I will like, they already have the PDF, which they can go run on their own and create their own email list, whatever. But I, I actually cannot, I do not want to do this. Like I said, at the beginning, I don't do stuff I don't want to do. And so everything in me was like, Oh, hell no, no. And so you know, I had to talk to my team about this. Like, how am I going to coordinate? And we're like, well, what if you didn't do the challenge, but you still led the group? Okay. What if you still led the group, but like you didn't have to coach anymore. And it was like all these, what if scenarios, like moment by moment, trying to just like navigate. So when we are up against like lots of decisions, which hello, we're entrepreneurs is like literally all we do. You get stuck in indecision. I could easily have gotten stuck in that minutia of like, do I, don't I, what do I do? Da, 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 da. And so part of my process is waiting and giving it space because, you know, just like you said, take a breath, you'll get a little more clarity, you'll come back. But part of my process was waiting and having that hindsight, cause I've done this enough times to know, like, it will be abundantly clear. You just got to wait for it. And also I couldn't wait for it because I had 900 people waiting yeah. for me to do something with them. And so there was this urgency, but also my soul was like, moment, please. So what happened was I knew it was out of alignment. So I knew I was definitely not going to do it. When I started to process, how did it feel? I went through like, how would it feel if I did it this way? How would it feel if I didn't do it this way? And I ultimately have to feel in my body yeah. because our body contains so much wisdom and the first time I ever did this was before I even knew, like, I was actually onto something very smart was in college when I was deciding whether to go study abroad for a month. And, and I was like, I don't know, you could go either way. Ah, ooh, ah. And ultimately I asked myself, how would I feel if I went and how would I feel if I didn't go? And my body told me everything I needed to know. I didn't have to think any longer. And I think this is part of making decisions in a pivot is feeling into our bodies and allowing our bodies to speak where our brain is like, blah, 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 like I had, it's too much. Uh, I so relate to all of this because well, you don't know. And the audience knows some of them anyway, know that I canceled my launch at the end of last year, my quarter four launch. Not surprised. Not surprised. Two days before I said, yep. Hey team, this is not feeling right. And guess what? We're not going to do it. Yeah. Now, uh, the logical brain part was on overload. Like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to have enough money to pay your team. Oh, my gosh, what are you doing? You know, all of, like, the logical, yes. like, yes. you're disappointing people. You already have people on yes. this list. You've ha you, you, had to, you have to cancel your ads. You've already had to pay your ads manager. What are you thinking? Like, all of that yes. logical stuff was, like, on fire. But yes. everything within my body knew that I had to yeah and so I had to listen 
That's as simple as it is. But that's the problem is that we are mostly programmed to listen to the ego and the logical left brain analytical. These are the facts. This is what I know. I have a team. I have ads. It's already done. Don't F it up right now, Nick. And then let me also show you that time when you were a child, when you F'd it up before and like make sure that you feel like a total loser. That's so good. It's like all of that. And your brain is like, your ego knows you better than anybody. So it's like flashing all this bullshit at you. And you're like, look, remember that time you were the worst? Yeah, you do suck. And you're like, you're right. I probably should not do that. And so you, you get caught up in that spiral until you can see that you are not your thoughts. And those are just thoughts that you just happen to think and you can think other thoughts. But if you have that moment where you can be like, okay, those are thoughts, got it. But this is how I feel. And I know it's a no. And you can make that decision. And I'm not surprised that it happened in Q4. Me too. It was November. Same. <laughs> yes. We're just living parallel lives. <laughs> and when I did announce it, because I did, I, I had to really think it through. I wrote an email. I put it to the people who sign up for the thing. And, you know, they could have been like, F this lady, you know, you suck and you promised me this thing. You know what they did? They did the opposite. They're like, baller, badass, boss bitch, you are showing us, you are walking the walk. You are telling us, like, they were just so supportive. And they're like, you just gave me permission to say no to something that I've been feeling it's a no for me. It's like, oh, it it was so affirming. Not that I needed that confirmation. They could have been mad at me still. I would have still not done it. But there is that part of me that's like, I don't want to let you down. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to not like me. All of that. All of that. Yeah, but but I couldn't. And so when you say yes to yourself, then you can go and feel like, what is that next thing? And then what happened, or it happened at least for me, is that then it became so expansive by yeah. doing that, right? Yes. Like then yeah. the creativity began to come in and then the openness began. And then I realized, oh, I'm actually going to serve people better now because of yes. this choice that I made to yes. trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Ultimately it is expansive. And the thing is like, when we are ascending, we're growing and expanding. It doesn't look like perfect, clear blue <laughs> skies and rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. It is actually pretty dark yeah. and lonely and difficult. And, you know, where you're talking about, you're, you're the decision maker in your company. You have people's, you know, livelihood. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. I'm a team. Like literally all of them are the sole breadwinners. And I'm like, peace out program, including my own livelihood. But like, there's all of that expectation. And when you open up that, it's like, it is, it's like floodgates that open more creativity. And it's like, oh, now I understand what that was all about. Mm -hmm. But I'm still in the process because that was a big group program Two actually two really big group programs that I've been running for quite some time, which also connected and wanted to shift my messaging of like, really how I want to serve people. And I really want to serve people at my highest level, period. And one of the things that I wasn't giving myself credit for when I'm teaching an email list growth challenge is that I've been doing energy healing for over 20 years. Like, does a, whatever, veteran energy healer who has been running businesses since she was 22 years old knows a bazillion things about energy. Is she teaching an email list growth challenge? Oh, no. No, she is not. No, she is not. And so part of that is like, 
who am I? Who am I being when I'm teaching this email list growth challenge? And I, I had so much pushback also within my team of like, you sure you want to do that? Also, those people aren't with my team anymore because <laughs> that's not in alignment anymore. Yeah. If there is that constant pushback, when I've made this the decision and you're still like, yeah, but really, should you be it's like, well, this is what's right for me. Yeah. And maybe we're no longer in alignment. And that's okay, too. We got as far as we could. But ultimately, you know, you'll also attract the right next team members who will support that vision and who will show up. So and the audience and the audience, 100 percent. This has been an amazing conversation. I loved having you. Thank you. You are such a great inspiration. And I think that you really, truly walk the walk, not just talk. You walk (laughs) it and live it and you live your dharma. And I really appreciate having you. So where can everyone find you and come to this membership that you were talking about? Yes, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for spending this time with us. This is wonderful to be able to be part of your day wherever I was. You can find me at emilyarons.com. That's my main website. I do tend to hang out on Instagram. And if you DM me, we can be best friends. The membership is called Mastering Ascension. And in that membership, I deliver live energy healings every month. And so part of the bennies is that I've been doing it for a number of years. So there are literally, I don't even know, I think over a hundred of these energy healings. So, you know, when you go on Netflix and you're like, find me a funny movie, it's kind of like that, but for energy healing. And I delivered every single month. So you get a live healing and it's pretty spectacular for entrepreneurs. That's amazing. Thank you again. Thank you for being here. And I really appreciate you and value our friendship. So thank you. I feel the same way. And yes, uh, let me reiterate what Emily said. We are so grateful that you spent this last bit of time with us and that you're hopefully inspired you in your day today. Send us your biggest takeaway to both of us. We would love, 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 love to hear from you. And if you have a moment, go give us a review, write us a review. They're kind of important. You know, like Apple just really likes that. And we'll get to spread this, this word, this message out to more people. Thank you all so very much, and I'll see you on the next episode.